Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 9th, 2024. This is the second message that I'm providing you for this year. Yesterday, I shared with you that at our church, my spiritual parents released that this would be a season of, uh, oh Lord, have mercy, fixed purpose for us, that this would be a season of fixed purpose. And what and the word that the Lord gave me for our ministry what that, was that this would be a year of laser focus. So what we're going to do is we're going to laser focus in on the fixed purpose that we believe that God established for us before the world began. So understanding that, that God already made a plan for our lives, understanding that, that your purpose, my purpose was fixed and established before we were born. Our job is to find, follow, and finish that purpose and get it done before we die. So this year, I'm going to be spending a lot of time on the follow part, right? Uh, the fine part, of course, you want to discover your purpose, but the follow part, I want us to have the level of discipline required to be the men and women that God has called us to be, the level of discipline required to not get distracted, that we will not go to the left nor to the right. If we are off course in any way, we're going to pray this year that the Holy Spirit will give us a course correction so that we can get back and be laser focused on the purpose that we believe God established for us before the world began. The title of today's message is Living with Purpose, Embracing God's Eternal Plan for Your Life. I want you put in the chat, I am living with purpose. I'm going to live my life on purpose and with purpose, and I'm going to focus with laser focus on God's eternal plan for my life. I want you to open up your heart now and get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the word for this morning. Before I do, let me just say this. If you're watching right now on the podcast, on, on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, so if you're watching right now on YouTube and this is not a message that is live, it's a pre-recorded message and you're watching it later, I welcome you to watch live. So what we do in the mornings is we go live at 7 a.m. Eastern and there's a community of us that watch live and we pray and, and there's some things that we do even before you see the recorded portion. So if you haven't been watching live, we invite you to do that, be part of this Grace Life family. But nevertheless, the same anointing that's on the live broadcast is on this video right now and we pray that it's going to be a blessing to you. So here's a scripture that we're going to be looking at all year, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 from the Passion Translation. This is what the Bible says, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. So we got to set our focus and our gaze, laser focus on a path that God has set before us. And watch this, with fixed purpose, we understand that God's purpose for our life is fixed. We should look straight ahead, laser focus, ignoring every distraction. What the devil wants is he wants us to be distracted. He wants us to go astray. He wants us to be focused on the wrong things. He, if the devil can get your attention for five seconds, he can have your mind for five minutes. So what we don't want to do is be distracted in any way. This is a year, put in the chat, this is a year of laser focus for me. So I told you that along with Proverbs chapter four and verse 25, I was going to share with you 20 scriptures that 
will serve as like a, a springboard, a foundation for this year. We're just going to look at these 20 scriptures and then we're going to build on them. I'm going to go, I'm briefly mentioning. So what I did was yesterday, I gave you five scriptures and I mentioned them briefly. Today, I'm going to give you five more. And then tomorrow, five, and the next day, five. And after we get through all 20, we're going to circle back and kind of go do a little bit of a deep dive into all 20 of these. And then once we get through all of that, then we can start the year, right? Then we're going to go into the into 2024 with laser focus. Uh, but these 20 scriptures are 20 scriptures that I believe are going to help us set the foundation. All right, you got it? All right, so what does this mean for you today? I gave you five scriptures yesterday. Let me give you five more today. Here we go. Number one, grace not just effort defines my calling. I I put in the chat, I am defined by grace. I live by grace. I'm defined by grace. Galatians chapter one and verse 15 from the easy to read version. This is what the apostle Paul said. He says, but God had, past tense, special plans for me even before I was born. So he, God, chose me by his grace. So let's talk about the apostle Paul real quick as I briefly talk about this particular verse. So the Apostle Paul was born as Saul in Tarsus. The Apostle Paul had dual citizenship. He was a Jew and a Roman. He had two passports. The Apostle Paul was trained and mentored to be a leader, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He To be a leader, almost, you know, to be part of the Sanhedrin, to be a leader within the Jewish religious elite. The greatest teacher of the law at the time, his name was Gamaliel, and the Apostle Paul was his mentee. So he was trained by Gamaliel. He was prepared to use his dual citizenship to go in and out of the Roman Empire as a Jew, right? And so he was prepared to do this. The Jewish uh, contingent at the time of the first century church was against the cause of Christ. So after Jesus died uh, and rose from the dead and then ascended up into heaven, the cause of Christ went out. You know, Peter preached the first uh, sermon, 3,000 souls were added unto the church, and then the church grew daily as the Lord gave increase. And as this Jesus movement was going out, the Jewish religious elite were fighting against it vehemently. They chose the Apostle Paul to fight against it. They chose, the Apostle Paul was too young to kill Stephen. So Stephen, the the very first Christian martyr of the New Testament, um, when he was stoned to death, the apostle Paul was still too young to throw any of the stones, but he was part of that team. So the Bible says that he held the coats of the men that were there. And so he was holding their coats while they stoned Stephen. He participated in that. And then later when he grew up, he led the movement against the cause of Christ. So he was like a terrorist against the Jesus movement. He was having Christians killed, burned alive, eaten alive by animals in Colosseums. He led this movement. (laughs) This is the man that says, let me read this scripture for you again. This is the man that says, while I was doing all of that, God had special plans for me even before I was born. And God chose me. And obviously he chose me by grace. It wasn't by works. It wasn't by merit. I didn't deserve it at all. I was on the wrong team. And God chose me by grace before the world began. My God. Say say amen to that. Put put something in the the chat 
about the goodness and the amazing measure of God's grace. This is amazing grace. So when you understand that you're called by grace, you know that it's not by your efforts, it's not by your works, it's not by your performance. It is the unmerited favor of God. God did not call you because you are good. God called you because God is good and he chose you from the foundations of the world. So it's not performance-based, it's grace-based. Put in the chat, I'm delivered from performance-based religion. So God didn't call you just by, watch this, God didn't call you by your works. God called you by grace. God didn't just call you by grace. Then God, in addition to calling you by grace, God gave you the grace, the empowering presence to do what he called you to do. So God called you from your mother's womb. God called you before the world began. God called you not based on your works. God called you based on his grace, his, his purpose and grace. And watch this. He then gives you the grace to do what he called you to do. He gives you the empowering presence for you to do what he called you to do. I want you to meditate and medicate as we get ready for 2024. I want you to meditate and medicate on the goodness of God, on the fact that you're not a mistake, that God called you despite your performance, not because of your performance, that despite all the wrong things that you did, God called you anyway. God called you by his immeasurable and amazing grace. And then he gave you the grace to do what he called you to do. Say amen to that. This is why I preach the grace life. This is, this is why I talk about the grace of God every day. Why? Because this is amazing. Like, I mean, like it's the grace of God. God is a good God. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, God's eternal plan should be our God. Uh, so God's eternal, God has a plan. It's an eternal plan. And this eternal plan should guide us into our, our daily living. So this is what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 10 and 11 from the easy to read version. Let me read this for you. The Bible says, in the beginning, this is uh, the Lord speaking through Isaiah. In the beginning, I told you what would happen in the end. So the King James says, I call the end from the beginning. So in the beginning, I'm telling you what's going to happen at the end. A long time ago, I told you things that haven't even happened yet. When I plan something, it happens. I do whatever I want to do, says the Lord. I am calling a man from the east to go do what I want. And he will come like an eagle, like from a faraway country. And he will do all that I have planned. Everything I said will happen just as I said it would happen. This is God saying, I know the end from the beginning. This is God saying, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is what I said is going to happen. This is God saying, I made plans for you before the world began. This is God saying, I call a joker from the east and he comes like an eagle from another country. God is saying, I will call you to do things that you have no idea. Why? Because I call the end from the beginning and I place my plans and purposes in your heart and I give you the desire to want things that you don't even want and I give you the desires to want plans that you didn't even come up with and I give you these desires and then I give you the power to do what I called you to do because I'm God and besides me, there is no other. My God. So my life is about him. It's not about me. My life is about him, his goodness, his plans. God's plans are eternal. You should meditate and medicate on the fact that God has eternal plans, unchanging plans, and that his plans are immutable. His plans are unmovable. And watch this. I can't even disqualify myself from his plans. His plans are so good that I never qualified in the first place. Put in the chat. I cannot be disqualified. I cannot disqualify myself from something I never qualified for in the first place because God called me by grace and not by works. So when you recognize the enormity 
uh, of God's sovereignty, when you recognize that God knows the end from the beginning, when you recognize that, that God has a plan and God is going to, God is working things out for your good, that it can bring you peace and comfort knowing that even when you don't know what you're doing, God knows what he's doing. Put in the chat. God knows what he's doing. Put in the chat. God knows what he's doing even when I don't know what I'm doing. And so there are many times I don't know what I'm doing, but there are many times that when I don't know what I'm doing, I have to remind myself that God knows what he's doing. God is still God. God sits on the circle of the earth. God has plans. God has plans for my life. God's, God loves me. God loves me with an unconditional love. So I can find direction and focus in knowing that God has a plan, that God is going to reveal his plans and purposes to me at just the right time, that God is moving pieces around on the chessboard and God reserves the final move for himself. So that no matter what the devil does, even the mistakes that I make, God already knew I was going to make those mistakes and God called me anyway. So I understand this. When you understand the sovereignty of God, the plans of God, the goodness of God, the, the foreknowledge of God, and you meditate on that, it will keep you laser focused on what you believe that God wants you to do in this season, and it will help you to avoid distractions. Say amen to that. That, that point right there, that just that little nugget that I gave you in number two, man, that could keep you all day, but I'm going to give you five of them. All right, you ready? Here's number three. Next scripture. It's all going to work out for your good in the end. Put in the chat, it's going to work out for my good in the end. I don't care what's going on in your life. Look at me. It's going to work out for good. Now, God doesn't, God doesn't make bad things happen, but God can take the bad, bad things that happen and God can turn it around for your good. God can take what the devil meant for evil and turn it around for your good. God can take your mistakes and still turn it around for your good. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30 from the uh, easy to read version. This is what the Bible says. We know, what do we know, Paul? We know that in everything, God works for good for those who love him. These are people that God chose. Put in the chat, God chose me. God chose because it was his plan. This is not about us. It's all about him. Verse 29, God knew them before he made the world, okay? And he decided that they would be like his son. So God called us to be like his son, Jesus, before the world began. Then Jesus would be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. God planned for them to be like his son, Jesus. He chose them and made them right with him. So I'm made right with God right now. I am the righteousness of God by faith. And after he made them right, he gave them his glory. <laughs> and so, so God has this foreknowledge of me. God has this foreknowledge of all of us who would call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. God called us to be conformed unto the image of his son. And after he made us right with him, he gave us his glory. Put on the chat, I am on this planet to glorify God. So God predestined us in Christ. Predestination in Christ means that when you are walking with God and being led by the Holy Spirit, you are walking down a path that God predestined for you. And this is a path to a glorious destiny and a destiny that would not only be glorious for you, but that will bring glory to his name. See, God never promised that it would be easy, but this passage reminds us, reassures us that in all things, God is working it together for my good. That in all things, even things that, that, that are seemingly good and seemingly not so good, in all things, at all times, God will ultimately, is going to work out for my good. Ultimately, is going to work out for my good. So when you embrace this truth, that you, when you embrace the fact that you are predestined, and not only that, you are predestined to be like Jesus, 
and you are predestined to glorify God on this planet, it can help you to live your life with a laser focus and not be moved by distractions. Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to good people all the time. What are you going to do when those bad things happen? I'm going to remind myself, it's going to work out for my good. <laughs> At the end of the day, some way, somehow, God is going to work all of this mess together for my good. So let me just keep my eyes fixed and focused on him. I will not be distracted. I will not be dismayed. I'm going to remember that this text is telling me that I'm, I am actually predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. I, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. When Jesus was on this planet, he was the only begotten of the father. But Jesus said, you know what? Well, unless a kernel of corn falls into the ground and dies, it remains yet alone. He was talking about himself. He says, if you take a kernel of corn and while it's outside of the ground is just one, he was the only begotten of the father. He was the only one that was walking the way that he was walking, that was ministering the way that he was ministering, that was living the way that he was living while he was on this planet. He was the only one. He was the only begotten of the father. But he says, if you take that kernel of corn and put it into the ground and it dies, you know what's going to happen? The soil is going to crack that thing open and it's going to reproduce and it's going to reproduce a tremendous harvest. So now the text says that not only will we conform to be uh, conformed unto the image of his son, but Jesus is now the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. So you and I, we're the brothers and sisters of Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we in this world, 1 John 4 and 17. So we are, we are called to live like Jesus on this planet. Did Jesus encounter people that were against him? Yes. Did Jesus encounter everything that was going to be pleasant? No, Jesus encountered things that were not pleasant. Sometimes things are going to happen that you don't like, but in the end, it's going to work together for your good. So your focus needs to be on how, what do you want me to do, Lord, in this situation? How can I glorify you? Because I'm on this planet to bring glory to your name. Say amen to that. Number four, God's plans for me are unchanging. Put in the chat, God's plans for me are unchanging. Psalms 33 and 11, this is what the Bible says. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart stand firm throughout all generations. Another translation says from generation to generation. So we live in a world, you and I, 2024, that is ever changing. Everything is changing all the time, right? But we can find peace and strength in knowing that God's plans never change. God's plans for me remain steadfast and focused and God is not moved when, when things happen. When things happen and we get moved and we start pulling our hair out, God is like, I'm not moved. My plans for you didn't change, son. So we, we got to learn how to not be moved by the things that happen in this world. God, God's plans are unchanging plans, right? We used to sing a hymn, hold to God's unchanging hand. So his unchanging plan should be a source of stability and strength in this ever-changing world. So while the world is changing, I'm not. While the world is changing, I'm, I'm reminding myself that God is still God. God still has a plan. He's stable. He is fixed. He's secure. I have a fixed purpose. It's not changing. So I, I my, not only that, God's plan for me is enduring from generation to generation. So there are things that I am walking out that God spoke to my grandmother about, and there are things that God is speaking to me about that my grandchildren will walk out. So not only is God's plan fixed and, and focused, and, and uh, fixed and established, but it is a plan that will endure from generation to generation. So there is multi-generational favor that is on my life. I'm walking out a divine plan that will, watch this, God say this, say God's plan for me does not die with me. 
God's plan for me will outlive me. And so, so, so I have a legacy of righteousness that's going to pass on to my children and my children's children. And I'm walking out something that God did in my parents and their parents. And so I'm walking this out because there's multi-generational favor. God's plans are so fixed that they outlive me and they will live on to the next generation and the generation after that. Say amen to that. I hope that you're getting something out of this. This should bring you peace. All right, number five, last point for today. You are a key part of God's plan for this era. Put in the chat, I am called for this era. This is my season. This is my time. I'm born for such a time as this. First Peter chapter one, verses 18 through 20, New Living Translation says this, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. So you died, I mean, you were born into an empty life because of Adam, right? And, and God paid a ransom to deliver you from that empty life. It was not paid with silver or gold because those things lose value. It was paid with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb. God chose him, Jesus, to be your ransom long before the world was made. But now in these days, he has been revealed for your sake. So the Bible teaches us, Revelations 13 and 8, that the Lamb of God, Jesus, was slain from the foundations of the world. So even before Adam ate of that fruit, God already had a plan. And God had a plan to send his son, Jesus, to die for our sins before the world was made. The Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the world. But he sent Jesus to this planet at just the right time. So the text is saying that there was a ransom that was paid with the blood of Jesus, and it was predestined from the before the world began, but it was revealed at the right time. So God deployed Jesus to this planet at just the right time for his era. In the same way, God made plans for you and I before the world began, and God deployed us to this planet at just the right time. So this means that this is our era. This is our season. This is our time. This is our turn. And so, oh, glory to God, we are here for such a time as this. God made plans for me before the world began, but God didn't send me to this planet until I was supposed to come to this planet. And so God sent me to this planet July 25th, 1972. And so when God sent me, this is my time. This is my era. This is my season. This is my moment. This is my turn. And so I got to embrace the grace to be who God called me to be now because God, watch this, there are things that happen planned from the foundations of the world, but God is revealing things now in the right time. Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse one says, there's a time for everything and everything in your life will happen at just the right time. So this is my season. This is my time. And this is my turn. 2024, I'm going to walk out fixed purpose. 2024, I'm going to live with laser focus. 2024, I know that I'm called for this era. 2024, there's an anointing on my life to make a difference right now. It, right now. I, I wasn't born. Oh, some people say, I wish I was born. Listen, you, you were born when you were supposed to be born because there's an anointing on your life for this era. This is your season. This is your time. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh my God, I feel like preaching this morning. I want you to seal the deal. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this year I live with a laser focus on your fixed purpose that you established for me before the world began. I trust in your unchanging plans. They bring me stability and hope. I embrace the grace that you have bestowed upon me. You call me by grace, and then you gave me the grace to fulfill my calling. I believe that every step of my journey is part of your overall greater plan. 
So all things work together for my good. As your child, I commit to living a life that reflects your glory on this planet in this era. I'm confident in your eternal plan. I remain focused on the path that you established before me. Your steadfast love and your unshakable promises are the foundation for my life and faith. Greater is coming for me because I'm living the life that you planned for me before the world began. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. Now, I'm giving you five scriptures a day. If you want my notes, you get it for free. Why not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, just do it right now. Like and subscribe. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. Tell me how it was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.